Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. And this is exciting because we are on the verge of the renaissance. <clears throat> what does that mean? Uh, we're currently in the dark ages. And so civil disobedience. Now, what that means is how do we disobey the, the authorities when um, we're forced to do things that, that are injurious to ourselves or against our belief systems? Well, Thomas Jefferson said when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Um, Martin Luther King, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutually um, mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. So we really need to know that um, the times are changing. And when we, if, if we don't know what the future is, um, then we're going to be scared because fear is false expectations appearing real. So what we're going to look at is some data and strategies that you can take to protect yourself, your family, and your friends and really make a better world after this one has, uh, is, is changing. So you will be leaders of the new world. And I'm going to, in uh, having that freedom and responsibility is huge. And Alexander Tyler wrote a, a brilliant piece, okay, a Life Cycle of a Country. Um, quote A democracy is always temporary in nature, it cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. Uh, from that moment on, the majority will always vote for candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the results that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. Um, and and I, I don't mean to, to, to giggle at that, but when we look at this, um, Professor Tyler's um, uh, calculations show that when over 40% of a nation's population having reached the government dependency phase, that's when there's a challenge. And he has eight different um, patterns. And some, some sociologists have um, eight, some have nine, some have four. But they all follow the same type of scenario. <coughs> Henry Kissinger said, The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willing to be relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by their world government. End of quote. So, so let's look at the status of America. Well, currently, and I've got data going back to 2011. It's hard to find current data for 2018. Uh, but in 2011, now that was eight years ago, 49.2% of U.S. households received some kind of benefit from one or more government programs. If you add in the Obamacare back then, Okay, it goes up to 52% of households. So this means more than half of American households are getting some type of government um, payments. If we will look at cost of welfare programs, okay, you're talking in 2018, 
$445 billion, okay, is spent on it. Now, this goes up to 4.4% of the gross domestic product. Of what everything we produce, about 4.4% of it's going. Now, that's in contrast to 1965 when it was less than 1%. Um, so we have reached the financial or fiscal tipping point. Figure right now, 20% of Americans have 75% or more of their income from the federal government. 20% of Americans also have 40% of their income from the federal government. And 70% of Americans get more benefits in federal government tax dollar value than they pay in taxes. So how does that work? Now, the U.S. debt is $22 trillion. What that means is that we're spending more money than the government is taking in. Now, the crazy thing is that, I mean, people know this. You know, you hear it on the news, but you become desensitized to it. The Congressional Budget Office, um, and, and there, there's actually a theory called the Modern Money uh, Monetary Theory. Uh, now, they released, uh, the Congressional Budget Office released an, an, an estimate of what's going to happen in the next 10 years. Uh, now, uh, it's going to rise um, about 50 to 100 percent um, in the next 10 years, the deficit. And why? Because the government is planning on $47 billion of free college tuition, a trillion dollars for infrastructure, a trillion dollars to write off student loan debts, $7 trillion on greening America, I mean $32 trillion for medical care, all in the next 10 years. So that means that the estimates um, that instead of having a $22 trillion deficit, we will be at $42 trillion over the next decade. Uh, yeah. Okay, but now here's the crazy part. Okay, it's called the modern monetary theory. And get this quote, a newly prominent idea supported by um, likes of the representative uh, Casio-Cortez. We don't have to worry. The modern monetary theory starts with the observation that a government that prints its currency, um, it borrows, it cannot become insolvent. It can always print as much money as it needs to cover any liabilities. End of quote. Yeah, okay, that is insane. Figure a government can either tax money, borrow money, or print money. The more you print, if it's not backed by an asset, even if it is backed by an asset, it's still going to devalue. Uh, and so this is insane. We can look at what happened in Greece or Zimbabwe. People or, or Russia, when Russia collapsed, you're talking they were printing billions and billions and billions of rubles because the ruble got less and less valued. Uh, so we know that there's a problem. Now, um, when we look at uh, Walden Bellow, okay, financial expert, talking about how it's not just America that's stupid with its financial um, uh, its fiscal responsibility, but the global debt is over $325 trillion. It's more than three times the size of the global domestic product. Okay, so it cannot continue to go up. Um, it, now, figure, before 1973, we were on the gold standard, where we supposedly had enough gold to back our dollar. Uh, then, 
Nixon decided to um, tie it into petroleum. Then it was called a petroleum dollar. So this means all the interactions of oil throughout the world were made in dollars. That buoyed it up. Now, <clears throat> countries are breaking from that, and this is one of the reasons we invaded Libya, is to maintain the petroleum dollar. I'm just bringing all of this stuff up, the financial, and you know, not talking about the autistic tsunami or anything else that's hitting. Just know that there's a lot of financial crises. And so societies do have a pattern here. And this is how societies work. I mean, figure, originally you have small independent communities. Now, they're brought together by a man or a group of men and our leaders and, and to form groups. Now, this is considered the golden age. You're talking education, art, expansion, uh, incredible. Uh, it could also be the age of conquest is before the golden age. So a lot of different sociologists just know that it comes from small, independent, self-sufficient communities that are brought together, okay, and in, you could call that the age of conquest, and then they start doing the golden age where women are valued, their increased infrastructure is amazing. Then the system experienced significant stress with a decline in living. Why? Because um, you're, you're talking, you're in an infinite expansion idea of a society that has finite possibilities. And this goes on, particularly if it's a democracy, how people will vote more and more and more benefits, such as happening in America, which is depleting the entire government and making it go into incredible debt, which is going to cause a negative cycle. And this is where um, that infinite expansion in a finite world, the reserves are going to be exhausted, um, experience a collapse, famine, epidemics, martial law, and other disasters. That's the chaos phase. And we are right on the edge of the chaos phase. And, and how do we know this? Well, because we're going to see, you know, the, the economies typically are held together until through the election year. So we have next year that, that it will probably be duct taped together. Uh, look for about 2021, halfway through, is going to be when there's going to be some major crises. So this is when we really have to um, gather our nuts and be prepared. That's why we're talking about this, because there will be martial law, there's going to be epidemics, and there's going to be famines. This is one of the reasons that we have the, the plan to build eco-friendly clinics around the world. These are going to be like the Greek mystery schools, where um, they, they're living off of the grid. So that means they're self-sufficient. They're like little health monasteries. They're going to grow their own food, produce their own power. Um, it have education classes, so you teach the communities around you how the body works and how, how to live in harmony with nature, how to reverse disease processes. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Now, how do we know that things are changing? Well, for one, the U.S. border checkpoint has changed. First time ever. Now, I was going down there 50 years ago with my dad, okay, and you could always drive right into Mexico. There was usually a border guard or a border gate. And, you know, they let you pass through. If you have a bunch of camping equipment or you're driving a truck, they'll stop and inspect you and let you in. Typically, they don't even look at your passport or back then. Uh, now, 
Americans are stopping Americans from leaving America. And I'm talking within the last month and a half, a brand new U.S. border checkpoint. First time ever. And this time, because I go down to Mexico every week to our clinic, I stopped and, and I asked the guard, I said, what are you looking for? And he said, firms. And I said, firms? Firearms, weapons. And, and I thought, well, that's silly. You, weapons are illegal in Mexico. You can't bring anything into Mexico. But it's, that's a Mexican law. It's not a law for America to export weapons. Heck, we export weapons all the time all around the world. Okay, so that's not a violation. And, you know, I mean, why would we be concerned with that? Then he says, how much cash do you have? Because if you bring more than $10,000 out of the country, um, then you have to be taxed on it and, and make a note of it. So that makes sense. See, when we have massive financial strife, you know, there's a lot of expats in Mexico living there now. And people are starting to understand that our dollar is going to be devalued, so we may want to leave a country that's going to be in utter chaos. Um, and this is why some of the censorship is going on. Now, there is a really, really cool um, uh, article okay, on fee.org. And the title of the article is, Google is burying alternative health sites to protect people from dangerous medical advice. Uh, what's interesting is they utilize Ray Bradbury's classic novel, Fahrenheit 451, um, of, uh, and, and this was a massive novel on censorship. And they do a lot of interesting things that our government is doing right now. Um, you can't build a house without nails and wood, so if you don't want a house built, you hide the nails in the wood. I know that's kind of a, a bizarre analogy, but but when you look at it, if you don't want a man to be unhappy politically, don't give him two sides to a question to worry him. Give him one. Better yet, give him none. And so this is where we end up with challenges. Figure just a few years ago, we had um, civil rights, okay, race riots, where you know, you couldn't sit on this, the, the bus. Uh, I mean, when you look at the uh, Olympic champion um, boxing, and we're talking Cassius Clay, Olympic champion, amazing, who later uh, became Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> when he won the Olympic gold medal, there were certain restaurants he couldn't even eat at because he was black because of his skin color. Now, we, you know, through, and a lot of people got hurt, a lot of people got injured, but the laws were eventually changed. So this is where we have to actually start to realize that this has gone on in the past. We're talking censorship now, okay, of information. Back there, it was literally segregation based on skin color. So let's change it. Now, there's a really cool article called uh, by um, a Nobel laureate, Vernon Smith. And now, think of this. Here, this guy, brilliant guy. He was taking a um, cholesterol-lowering drug. Uh, he did some research because he found out that when he was taking it, he had some memory problems. Now, he is a Nobel laureate, so this guy's And he noticed that the cholesterol-lowering drug was negatively affecting his mind. So he looked at um, conflicting data, and 
Uh, what he said was such incidents of, of memory had been widely reported, but the problem didn't arise in clinical trials, and neither were they designed to detect it. So what he did is um, he did research of conflicting opinions. Now, um, when you look at it, the marketplace supports personal, say, the, the government issues on dietary guidelines. We know the food pyramid changes all the friggin' time. Luckily, the marketplace supports either carnivore to vegan. I mean, anything you want. Um, so what he goes on to say in this article, um, there is an orthodox opinion, that, it, and there is always dissenting opinions. For example, the orthodoxy recommends statin to reduce high cholesterol. Others believe that high cholesterol is not a health risk and that statins are harmful. Um, totally cool. This is why we have an open marketplace. However, then we have misinformation. And the most frustrating thing is it's presented by doctors. So now listen to this. This is um, the title of the article is Fear-Based Medical Misinformation and Disease Prevention from S Vaccines to Statins. Now, this was published in the uh, JAMA Cardiology, Journal of the American Medical Association, by Anne-Marie Navarre, a clinical research institute, okay, MD. Now, you think, when you hear that, you think, well, she's probably done some research. Um, well, let's, let's go into this. Um, from 1963, prior to 1963, the mumps, measles, and rubella vaccine was licensed. An estimated 3 to 4 million people, mostly children, contracted measles every year. Since a massive immunization uh, program uh, subsequently eliminated measles from the United States in 2000. Stop. Okay. The, now, that is, was public. However, measles was never eliminated okay, from the U.S., Okay, then she goes on, quote, a small number of parents more concerned about immunization risk than diseases they had never seen began to refuse immunizations for their children. As a result, geographic clusters of unvaccinated kids are now fueling ongoing outbreaks of measles and other vaccine-preventable diseases. Why is this happening? Since The Lancet's now-retracted 1998 publication linking MMR, vaccines, and autism, pediatricians and public health officials have been battling fake news about vaccine safety. Wellness websites spread largely unfounded concerns about vaccine safety, and evidence suggests that Russian Twitter bots amplify their message by spreading anti-vaccine stories. End of quote. Okay, so now, not only... If, if this person's a researcher, they had never read that Lancet paper because the Lancet paper in 1998 did not mention um, vaccines causing autism. It did mention that vaccines may be linked to a bowel disorder, and the bowel disorder may be linked to the altered brain function. And I encourage you to go to Google Scholar and I went in studies supporting autism and gut dysbiosis. And you'll see around 4,000 hits where, sure enough, it turns out that autistic kids typically have bowel disorders. And that's what Dr. Andrew Wakefield was. He was a pediatric gastroenterologist. He wasn't a vaccine researcher. And I encourage you to read his book, Callous Disregard, for the massive medical misinformation that's promoted by medical doctors. Uh, so we have to look at this. Remember, 
the government is losing control of the population. So how are they doing it? They're going to put fear in the public, and they're going to start to restrict access. Because if you actually looked at, say, just the vaccines, 11 vaccines in 1983, then they pass a no liability law, then all of a sudden we're getting 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, and there's 271 vaccines in, in the works. This is billions and billions of dollars. Now, this is with no informed consent. So what do you do for informed consent? Well, you go to the nationalinstitutehealth.gov, and I looked up informed consent, and they say that vaccines require informed consent. That means you have to consent to the medical procedure called vaccinations. Okay, if not, then that's not informed consent. So only in this last few years um, are you forced to get a medical procedure without informed consent, violating the Nuremberg laws. Um, and, and we're going to go through the absolute insanity okay, of what Medline Plus or what the National Institute of Health talks about it. Um, and and here, here's the quote out of Medline. This is, again, nationalinstituteofhealth.gov. Your healthcare provider should not try to force you to have a treatment you do not want to have. Uh, I'm in total agreement with that. And then we look at the lies and medical misinformation that's promoted by our government. We have Senator Richard Pan, okay, who you know is the um, the driving force behind SB 276 and SB 277. SB 277 takes away all vaccine exemptions um, except for medical, but it also removes the um, medical doctor out of the exemption process. So this way they're going to be reviewed by a state agency. Now he actually said there are no aborted fetal cells in vaccines. And not only is that not true, because we're talking adenovirus vaccines, the MMR has a, a Pentacel, Havarix, Vatogua, uh, Twinrix, uh, the MMR-V, Imovax, Zostervax, and Verivax all have aborted human fetal cells in it. So what does this mean? This means that our rights are being taken away. So we're seeing an erosion of uh, not just our civil rights, but of our Constitution. The 1st, 2nd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 9th, and 10th Amendments are all being um, uh, changed. Uh, Robert Kennedy uh, talking about the 7th Amendment, how a right to a jury trial um, has been abolished by eliminating a jury trial uh, when we're trying to sue for damages or um, with injury to the vaccines, and that was abolished in 1986, and no one said anything about it. And when we look at this, and just the insanity of this, um, let's look at the Journal of Biologics, September 2014, Adventitious Agents and Viral Vaccines. Now, they're just saying that they have four case studies and since it, let me re read a quote from the article. Since the earliest days of biologic products manufacture, there have been a number of instances where laboratory studies provided evidence for the presence of adventitious agents in a marketed product. And what does that mean? 
How about the simian virus 40 and polio vaccines linking a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, brain damage, and multiple cancers? How about bacteriophages? And this means things that, that are damaging to your immune system in measles and polio vaccines. How about reverse transcriptase in measles and mumps vaccines? Um, DNA sequences, porcine viruses, rotav in rotavirus vaccines. All of these things, you know, alter how the body functions. It can increase diseases. If we look at the polio vaccine and the SV40 virus, and this is the National Cancer Institute's chief investigator. Uh, no one would dispute there's been a widespread, very scary exposure to the population of potential cancer-causing viruses. Okay, when we look at the Journal of Lancet, 2002, polio virus was responsible for up to half of the 55,000 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cases every year. That's lung cancer, brain cancers, bone cancers. Now, this is in a forced medical um, product. When we look at toxins that are in these products that are forced, you're talking mercury. If we have two parts per billion in mercury, okay, in drinking water, it's mandated, it's toxic. Uh, however, there's 50,000 parts per billion found in regular flu shots. And when you look at uh, aluminum, okay, the safe, it, if, a, if a child, let's say a, a baby goes in to, for a well baby checkup, and they can get up to eight vaccines per time. That's more than 1,000 micrograms of aluminum. And they say that's not safe for a 350-pound child. So we need to change this. How do you do it? First, you've got to keep informed. Second, you do not comply. If something is morally offensive to you um, and you've done the scientific research on it, you do not allow a forced medical procedure to be done to you. Um, when a health state enforcement officer shows up at your door, you accept a fine. You go to jail. Okay, just like our... Um, uh, just like in the 60s when they were fighting the, the segregation, when they were fighting um, personal rights based on skin color. I mean, it's nuts. Okay, you refuse it because there are, there's regulations for protection of human subjects uh, in research. We have laws in place like that, but they are being hidden from you. When we look at, so, so what can you do now? First, um, look at real health resources because this is being is information that's going to be blocked from you within the next year. Um, support the Informed Consent Action Network, Dell Big Trees Group. Uh, support Green Medical Info. And this is, again, that Green Medical Info has been wiped out from, I think, YouTube. But they still do have a good site. Um, really, it, listen to this statement. As free men and free women, we do not recognize the authority of the state or federal government of the United States of America to mandate general forced vaccinations. Our bodies are sovereign territory and subject to the exclusive, our exclusive self-determination. My God, that makes sense. Um, when you're, you're forced to get a vaccine, this is what you're going to do in the trenches. Go to vaclib.org. That's V-A-C-L-I-B.org. And look at the refusal for recommended vaccines form. Now, this is a brilliant reference form. 
and it has to do with um, with research and validation. Uh, it also has a consent for administration of vaccine form, which means that whatever doctor that's going to shoot you with a vaccine, they take personal responsibility for that product. If they don't take personal responsibility for that product or medical procedure, then they cannot do it. Okay, and, and this way, we're putting it back on them. So we're going to make the medical authorities think about this and say, wow, this is an unlicensed product. Okay, there's, there's no liability for it. And we're forcing people to get it. And the person giving the vaccine has to take responsibility for it. And if they don't, then you don't accept it. Um, unthinking respect for authority is the greatest enemy of truth. Albert Einstein. Get educated on this. Okay, look at uh, Susan Humphrey's book, Dissolving Illusions. Look at Tim O'Shea's book, Vaccination is Not Immunization. Andrew Wakefield's um, Callous Disregard. Look at the book by David Lewis, Science for Sale. Um, we have to get ready for change. Develop certain skills for survival. Not everyone has cash to turn into gold. Okay, develop certain skills. Start getting together food, canned food, drying food. Look at appropriate methods of transportation like bicycles, things that don't require gasoline. Look at water, clothing, food, shelter. And as long as we have um, some type of, of free media, okay, that we can get in there. I mean, obviously the standard commercial media is fixed and controlled. Um, Turn your friends on to other sites that, that will help them in times of crisis. We will get through this. The next recession is going to last between five and eight years. Okay, so just look at it. Just prepare. Develop skills. Do not depend on government subsidies, welfare, or Social Security. This is Dr. John Bergman. We're going to have this tonight. This is your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.